You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. With clients in over 20 Broadway shows and stages across the globe, like the West End in London, Australia, collegiate theaters across the country, and more, we are your one-stop shop for all things training and theater. Builtforthestage.com. Check it out. Try a free trial with me on an interactive fitness app. All right, that organic intro, as we always do, was a little bit more giddy and joyous uh, or joyful as uh, maybe normally done by myself because I just love our guest. Every time <laughs> I get to uh, be around our guest, uh, I don't know, the good vibes are there. I remember having a, uh, I think it was may- maybe before the world ended, our mutual friend uh, Jen Noble and David Gregory had a little gathering at a at a bar in New York. Got to see our guests there. I've seen them on uh, on stage and and worked with them in the past. Just a great human. Uh, they've been in a lot of Broadway shows: uh, White Christmas, on on the Twentieth Century, Shuffle Along, Hello Dolly, and now this little skit that everybody loves for good reason, called "Some Like It Hot." Please welcome Tapping Sensation, Richard Ria's Yoder. Oh, that was the best intro I have ever had. I'm going to save that. Oh, okay, cool. I'll, 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 I'll send you the audio. Hi, I'll send you the audio for it. You can have it forever. Please. You can you can, uh, you can, can be lying in bed at night, like trying to just get peaceful before sleep, and you can replay that in your ear a couple times and be like, yes, I'm loved. I'm appreciated. Girl, that's going to be my wake-up alarm. Okay, cool. Amazing. Amazing. I'm honestly like, you know, work is work sometimes. And this is technically a part of work, but it's not because getting to chat with you is literally making my day right now. I honestly... (laughs) uh, Sorry, everyone listening. You're just along for this ride, okay? You're on the shoulders of us... uh, secretly listening to our coffee shop chat we're just gonna have a time i was having a day my friend i'm like i'm tired i i i trudged through my uh training session Uh i get my laptop out i'm like all right let's do this and then i see you and i'm like all smiles now 
Oh, right back at you. When I tell you I was taking a nap on that couch, I said, okay, let's make this day happen. Sometimes <laughs> that just happens. You're like, what do I need to do to make this day happen? Mm, yes. Amazing. Let's keep the laughs going. Let's start with the BFTS hot seat. Like I told you we would uh, to start this. I'm going to put on some cheesy music here. Let's cue, let's cue it up. There's one. There's two. And... All right, BFTS hot seat. All right, uh, let's get started with music. Let's get started with music. You were taking the nap. Let's say you woke up and you weren't going to chat with me and you needed to just get things going in another way. You have a couple of go-to songs. What are one of those songs that's like, this, is, this gets me vibing. This gets me feeling good. Oh, my gosh. Anything Lizzo, honestly. Okay. It's anything I, I can put Lizzo on and it will get me going. It will get my day going. If I'm wanting okay. something to like chill out, then it's going to be Ella Fitzgerald. That's kind of like mm. my, I'm going to like release the day kind of vibe. Got it. Who is a hero of yours? Savion Glover, uh, George C. Wolf, uh, my mother, my father. Those are pretty much my big heroes. Okay, amazing. You're flipping through cable like we used to do maybe 10 years ago before streaming. I was platforms. about to say, you're taking it back. <laughs> I know, right? Anymore. You're flipping through cable and a movie's on, and it's this particular movie that no matter what, you have to stop and watch Color it. Purple. What's that movie? <laughs> okay, I will Color stop Purple. and watch Color Purple no matter what. That <laughs> and Never Ending Story. <laughs> Wait, who's in that? Never any story. Oh, 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 you little youngin. No, it's this. Uh, there's like Falcor the Dragon. I don't even know any of the people's names that are in it. It was just like my childhood. It was like an 80s childhood all wrapped up into a story that would never end. It's so good. Okay. Maybe I have know it to see it. but Oh, if hey. you see some of the uh, pictures from it, you'll see. Yeah. I appreciate you calling me a youngin because I definitely certainly am not. But anyway. Oh, you yeah, spring on. chicken. <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, you're reincarnated on this earth as an animal. What animal are you going to be and why? Oh, you know what? I know, I know they don't think of them as animals, but me, I would be a tree. I would be a tree. I would be reincarnated. That's what, okay. So whenever I do pass from this world, I want to be cremated and put into a tree in a tree pod so that I can just sprout and hopefully people can eat me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second i gotta i gotta put that timestamp down that's our first that's my first that's my first uh that's, that's my first documented note ah, i want to be a peach tree or an apple talk about a quote love it okay you're in a time machine you get to choose any decade and any place where are you gonna go and what's the time period honestly it would I would have to say the current time period because traveling while black, uh, that doesn't always work for people. So I think I'm going to stay. I think I'm going to stay in this time period. Uh, I, if anything, I would probably say the seventies because I would love to see my parents getting together. That's what I think that, oh. that would be. That would be it. Those are my favorites. I've gotten some like parents, grandparents, yeah. uh, younger cousin I, the family ones are always a, an awe moment for me okay last last uh hot seat question um off of my list let's go with 
Yeah, let's go with this. You're trapped in a gym, and you're you're <laughs> you're forced you're forced to do ten repetitions of a movement every hour of the day. What's the one movement you're gonna choose because you enjoy it, like one that you love to do? Oh, a squat. Okay, you love a squat. I feel like I love like some kind of barbell squat um, uh, on the back or something like that because I feel like it gets my whole body working, and I want my booty to look high and good. I want to keep that lifted. Mm. You know, okay. First off, congratulations! You're off the BFTS hot seat. You made it. Yeah. Oh, thank God, but- made it. But you're also so correct, and a lot of people don't realize this, is that a squat, yes, you're working legs and glutes, but you're also bracing the core extremely, uh, you know, in a heightened way, depending on how heavy the bar. Second, you actually can uh, encourage bicep growth while back squatting. So imagine yourself with the bar on your back, picture yourself holding the bar tightly, Then as you squat and brace yourself, you inevitably are gripping that bar and engaging the arm. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Feel feel that like natural. I love this free training session. This is great. Yeah. So as you're you're locked in and you squeeze. I need to go back to the gym. Right. Squeeze squeeze the hands like you got that. Yeah. Feel them engaging there. Ah. Right. Cramp. Shit. (laughs) Get out of town. Get out of town. (laughs) All right. Let's uh no, let's start with- I I guess I wouldn't think about that. I'm trying to think of like whatever would translate to dance and theater the best and I feel like that would the most. Because yeah. I know in our show we have to we're flipping girls around all the time. We're having to run around the stage. We're having to like get up from the ground on our knees and that is one of the things I feel like helps the most. Oh yeah, it's one of our essential movements. Squat press, deadlift. Those are our three. You got to be able to sit down and stand up. You got to be able to pick things off the ground and you got to be able to put things over your head. You got to pick it up and lay it down. That's for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Where are you originally originally from? Uh, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm from this little suburb that is uh, maybe 15 minutes from St. Louis City. It's actually my my um, place called Rock Hill, which is where I grew up. Only people from St. Louis is going to know that. But the actual uh-huh. city is like one square mile. It's like this little town within a whole bunch of suburbs, and we're like 15 minutes from St. Louis City. Okay. And when did the arts come into play? Well, they've kind of always been there, especially with my family. Like my brother played the trumpet. And uh, my sisters were in choir. They did show choir. My mom uh, was a singer. And so she would sing with gospel choirs. And uh, she would do this uh, big event in Chicago every year. And we would always go. And it was a big choral festival that uh, we would get to do, which was beautiful. Um, But it really got me. So when I got into it, I saw my uh, brothers and sisters on stage. And so I said, okay, I want to do that. So I got into it, got into show choir, and then I saw somebody doing a time step in the show choir, and that blew my mind. I said, what on earth is this person doing, making sounds and rhythms with their feet? I've got to know more about this. And so then it kind of just took me on this path to figuring out, like, what is dance? What is this world that I can get into? And then it became what I ended up doing. 
Okay, so it ended up becoming what you end up doing. When when was that flip of the switch for you when you said, I want to professionally do this? Oh, so my mother, once it became time to like look at uh, colleges and like, what do I want to do? What do I want to focus on? Because I didn't really have like a strong focus. Like I want to be this when I grow up per se, even though we're never done growing and it can always change. Uh, I... I told her that I wanted to be a lawyer because they made lots of money. And she was like, okay, so this is what lawyers actually do. This is what you have to do. This is the research. And I said, obviously not. I do not want to do this. And she asked me, what would you do if you didn't have to earn money? If money was not an option or if money was not a thing, what would you want to do? I said, oh, I would want to sing and dance. And so from that moment, then she, I mean, my mom was incredible. She uh, plotted out a map for me and I went and auditioned for like 10 different uh, theater, dance and uh, music theater programs. And then I ended up going to Oklahoma City University. And once I realized that like this was a path that I could take, then I kind of just poured all of myself into it. Mm. OCU stars, the stars. Yes, OCU stars. Yep. They used to be gold bugs at one point, and they used to be something else, but now they're the stars. I've grown up with the stars the whole time. Wait, did you say gold bugs? Gold bugs, like a scarab, like a gold scarab. I don't know why they had that, especially they're in the middle of Oklahoma. I don't know where they got that idea from, but they're the stars now, and everybody always does like this little... My friend makes fun of me, like, why are you throwing up gang symbols? You're from a... You're from a uh, from a school in Oklahoma, what? But every this. Wait, how do we? How, okay, so we got like the I love you. Yeah, it's two like word man, and then you just interlock them, almost. Flip your elbows up. There you go. That. Oh yeah, I'm doing it. Look, mom. Hilarious. And the funny thing is, my friend Laura Lynn McClellan was in SpongeBob, and they did something for. Uh, there was a number where they did something about uh, Patrick the Starfish. And that actually made it into it. Those mm. stars were on Broadway at one point. Hilarious, hilarious. Uh, I, I wanted to touch on this because you brought it up in, in the hot seat questions and you kind of already did with your mom helping you in the preparation for your college auditions and also just giving you that amazing like word of advice of, hey, take money out of the equation. Yeah. What do you actually want to do? Exactly. Uh, how else were your your parents influential in your life or or what do you still like hold tight to as far as pillars that you rely on that they kind of instilled in you um i one of the things that kind of just makes me laugh is my dad thinks that i'm like a superhero i don't know why but for some reason ever since i was young and especially once i latched on because you know everybody has their like thing that they latch on to as a kid i didn't really have anything I uh, I tried gymnastics. I tried um, I tried karate. I tried uh, fencing. I actually loved fencing. That was amazing. Uh, and I kept trying all these things, and nothing would really like stick with me until I got to tap dancing. And then um, when I when my dad got me my first pair of K three sixties, which are I don't know if you know they're like they were the premier tap shoe at the time period when I was when I was like 18 and he got me those and they were very expensive. Um, and he 
So they're they're like the air they're like the Air Jordans of one hundred percent. And it was like backed by Savion and every if you had a pair of K three sixties that had the Savion built up, that meant you were a tap dancer. And that's what my dad got me. And he used to call them Excalibur. <laughs> because they're because they were my strength. They were just like my my um the sword that I wielded when I was uh, yeah. when I was going into battle, which was theater or whatever it is. There was Thor's hammer. Yes, Mjolnir. It's like that kind of thing. It's that thing. And so that's what my dad always did. Uh, I think one of the things that I hold dear that they did for me was that they encouraged me to follow joy. They never really pressured me to do anything. And I'm like growing up as a kid with ADHD. I, I know that I have that now, but I didn't know then that it's very hard to focus in on one thing. And it can be very easy for my attention to just like go and go into a spiral and do something else. And so they knew that I had something like that when I was a kid. And they were just kind of pushed me to follow what inspires me, what lights me up. And I know that uh, that's a lot of thing that people say with ADHD is that you have to follow things that light your brain up because a lot of things don't. And some people can just get through mundane tasks and just be like, okay, I have to do this. Where with a person with ADHD, it's almost like nails on a chalkboard to try and get myself to focus on something. And so rather than forcing me to do all of these different things, they were just like, just go and try a whole bunch of different things. They put me in a whole bunch of different situations. And then they let me follow what lit my brain up. And so I think that was the main, that was like one of the main things. And that, and honestly, my mom making me aware of what deadlines are, because especially like with the way my brain works, I don't have like, um, uh, uh, that much thought about time. Time is not much of a thing to me. So I don't really think about time, like uh, having to get something done at a particular time. At a very early age, she worked that into me. And that helped me like, that helped me kind of just wake up and be like, okay, you have all of these things to do. And this is how much time you have left. And even if it was just like, working into the middle of the night to make something happen. But um, it was like, I was going to make sure I got my thing done, whatever it is, whether it's a paper, whether it's a project, whatever it is, choreography. Um, she kind of helped instill that into me. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, I, I love that story about your dad getting you the tap shoes. Oh my um, gosh. To this day, he still calls my tap shoes Excalibur. When I was <laughs> home during the pandemic, uh, I went and visited family for a bit because nobody knew what was happening. So I was like, listen, I'm going to spend some time with my family. He bought me a big old tap board so that I could tap in the basement of his house. And I will never forget that. It was so sweet. And it was like, he didn't have to do that. But for him, it kind of reminded him of when I was a teenager. And, yeah, uh, he, sure, he sure did. Because I remember you posting some videos of it during that time. Oh, my God. Yes. one hundred of you dancing. Yeah. And that helped me uh, that helped me make money during the pandemic. I would teach tap classes from I mean he called me the most no having job job person on earth because even though our industry was shut down, I was tap I was teaching from like I don't know, 10 to 3 almost every day just cuz we like, you know, you got to make something happen. Yeah. Okay, you got to make something happen. 
how with everything you've just described about yourself growing up and where you're at now, how do you make something happen? Whether it's consistency in your career, whether it's relationships with friends and family, whether it's personal growth, what are pillars for you that like puts that uh, habit of oh. yours of just, hey, I'm going to make it happen? Oh my gosh, that is such a good question because it's something that I think everybody can struggle with and that's something that I definitely struggle with. And it's like finding, just like you said, the pillars, what are your values? What are your values? What are the things that you want to accomplish? And for me, I try to do every year, I try to do a six-year, five-year, 10-year, and lifelong goals. And I just kind of like put those out there. I'm like, what do I want to accomplish towards the, excuse me, towards the end of my life? And so that would be lifelong goals. And then from there, well, if you had 10 years to live, what would you try to do with that? If you had five years to live, what are the main things that you would want to do from those bigger lists? And so on and so forth to a year, six months. And so for me, that kind of like, it puts a little fire under my ass to a certain extent because it's like, okay, as we know, time can run out for anybody at any time. And so the time that we have is completely precious. And so what do I want to do? I want to make sure that I connect with friends. I want to make sure that I live a happy, healthy life. Whatever happy and healthy means to you, that might be going out to eat once a week. That could be uh, being physically active. It could be just reading new books. Um, and so those are the kind of things that I do to kind of keep myself moving. Um, and then just finding some spark of joy, some spark of joy that has nothing to do with anybody else's thoughts, anybody else's dreams, anybody else's anything. What is something that lights your brain up that has nothing to do with anybody else? And so that's what I have to do every now and again. And that could be uh, tap dancing in the park. That could be, which I haven't done for a while, which I probably should do, um, reading a book, trying new food, uh, going to see movies, just anything that can light your brain up and that leaves yeah. you in a state of not necessarily euphoria, but just like inspires you and gives you hope. That's the main thing. Whatever gives you hope. Yeah. Everyone, a life without hope is, is, Ooh, is, is, is yeah. bleak, is bleak. We all went through that a little bit before. And I think one yeah. of the things that helps people is to be able to find, um, Hope, because the world is too difficult. The world is too difficult to live without hope, to live without some kind of North Star, whatever that is. Um, yeah. And to be able to tap into that every now and again is, I think, a, one of the greatest blessings on this earth. All right, I got two questions before we hop into Some Like It Hot. One is going back to your uh, six-month, one-year, five-year, all those, those uh, monumental yeah. goals that you might live. How do you avoid having those written goals just be kind of like wishes or these like little magical things floating in the air? Like how, how do you put them to action? Does it just kind of organically happen? Do you keep a running list of like things you want to commit to? How does it work for you? So for me, it's just like um, it, they're just like wishes. And so a wish is just a wish unless you put effort behind it. So yeah. rather than thinking like, ah, I just want to do that, I think I want to do that. What do I have to do in my everyday life to get me to that point? 
So yeah. that's kind of what I use them for. It's kind of like, you know how some people do like vision boards because it uh, those boards like give you a, uh, um, a physical manifestation, a visual manis- manifestation of what you want. And then that propels you to work towards those things. And so for yeah. me, that's what I use it for because just like anybody can, I, everybody wants to win a Tony Award, but it's like, what are you doing behind that, behind that wish, behind that goal that's going to propel you to get there? What can you do in your everyday life to um, to spark that fire within yourself? And so, and also knowing that those things can change because we as people change. The things that I wanted when I was 25 in doing the goals is different than what I am, what I am as the person that I am now. And just knowing that like, even those are, even though that those are goals, even though that those are wishes, even though that those are dreams, just knowing that those can change at any time. And there's nothing wrong if they change because we change as people, but also just using it as like a guiding, using it as a compass. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Yeah, people go down that slippery slope of just making wishes and the wish is a wish and then that deadline comes up and nothing's happening. Yeah, girl, I've been there. There's so (laughs) many times when, and you know what? Life happens sometimes and it's like you can put the effort into it and sometimes you fall out of that effort and there's nothing wrong with that happening. There's nothing wrong with um, there being a lull in your effort or your dreams. It's just being able to pick yourself back up and get back into it. Yeah, because because yeah. we all fall. I mean, this that reminds me. Um, so there was this tap festival that I used to take from every year. It was uh, the St. Louis Tap Festival um, run by one of my late great teachers, Mr. Robert L. Reed. He was one of my first t- tap teachers. And he kind of gave me the basis for everything that I have right now and just kind of sparked my love for tap dancing. And there was this teacher named Jimmy Slide. He Everybody should look him up. He is one of the best tap dancers that are out there. And like his name suggests, he was one of the best sliders on the state. He could slide on gravel and make it look like he was sliding on glass. It was It's beautiful. But I was doing this class one time. And when I tell you I biffed it, I, my face was flat on the ground. And I was so embarrassed because we're doing these slides. And it's like I didn't have my weight right. And so I face planted and it was like people were laughing and things like that. And I laughed too. And he came up to me and shook my hand and he said, the people that fall are the people that are really dancing because it's one thing to be tentative. It's one thing to be tentative and you can't really be tentative when you're sliding because then it just looks awkward and looks choppy. But if you give your whole soul and if you give your whole being to a slide and you fall down, then you fall down and you know what you do? You get right back up because that's all that we can do. And this, this was a quote from Jimmy slide, right? He's like, he's like, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was to the effect of, um, the people that fall, the, the people that fall are really dancing. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're going to talk about that after, uh, we're done with this episode. All right. Uh, moving on to some like it hot as we wrap up this episode, uh, what are a few special moments, whether it was the rehearsal process, the Tony season, what's going on currently, 
what's been special to you during this process of being in the show? Um, I love working on new shows from the beginning. This is only my second time working on a new show. My other time working on a new show was um, Shuffle Along. And just getting to see the arc, getting to see the process that a show goes on is incredible because you can see things that weren't there before. You can see how things change and you can see how uh, things morph. Just like we are as people, we don't stay the same forever. We're not the same people that we were 20 years ago. The essence is there. The essence in the soul is there, but things can change. So one of the things was just seeing the progression that we made from our first rehearsal, which was pre-pandemic 2020 in February to Tony night, to see the progress that we've made and to see the, uh, the fruits of our labor come to fruition. It was, um, it's just a, such a special thing. Um, Jay's Tony speech. Jay is probably one of the most amazing people and inspiring people. And for them to get this chance to shine, get this chance to um, inspire people is something that I will never forget. Another moment is <laughs> what, we, uh, what we always do in rehearsal when every now and again, uh, Casey might have somebody uh, demonstrate something and be like, or have somebody do something by themselves. Not like a, you need to be better, but just like, you know, we're just trying to make sure everybody's doing the same thing or doing something familiar or whatever. And any time that when we got back from the pandemic, I think we did a lab in March of 2021. And anytime somebody did something really good, we would always say, you are the example. And we would always joke about it because it was, it's just like us boosting each other up. It's just us being silly and goofy with each other. And this group is ridiculous. There's not a well one among them. And it's, and it's so fun. Oh, and when we finally got to take our masks off during uh, during the rehearsal in uh, September, before we opened on Broadway, um, that was yeah. because the last couple times we had been together, we everybody had to be masked and blah blah blah. And it was just like a moment of freedom, and we got to like feel what that was like together again. So yeah, amazing, yeah. Richard. Thanks for joining us on Bill for the Sage podcast. Oh my gosh! Thank you for having me. My pleasure. All right, everyone. Richard Riaz Yoder from Some Like It Hot. Make sure you follow Richard on the gram. The description of this episode will have his handle there, but it's Richard Riaz if you want to uh, hop on over right now. Follow, like all of his stuff, comment, and uh, just be the biggest fan in the world because I know that I am. Uh, I'm Joe Roscoe with Built for the Stage. Actors are athletes. Train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.